0: I'm ready, uh, Matthew chapter 11. Amen. Matthew chapter 11.
1: Somebody just start reading for us right at verse 1. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. (laughs) Meanwhile, John heard in prison about the works of Christ, and he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we look for someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blinds receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the one who does not fall away on account of me. Mm.
0: Let's stop, let's stop. <laughs> let's stop right there. Amen. Blessed is he who so ever shall not be offended. Amen. 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 <laughs> is. This- book of uh, Matthew, we know from the beginning that Matthew is proving a point that Jesus is king, but more specifically that Jesus is king of the Jews, and although he started out that way, we know through the new covenant that he became king of all, but primarily he was born to be king of the Jews, and it says when he had finished giving these instructions to his disciples, and of course you have to go back uh, to chapter 10 and look at these instructions, And uh, he went out to teach and preach in towns throughout the region. So Jesus was a teacher. It shows us, and Jesus was also a preacher. And this word "preach" really means to proclaim, uh, Amen. to herald, to 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 scream out a message. Amen. Uh, then in verse two, he says And John the Baptist. Uh, and I always like to describe to people, especially when you read the book of John, John's books, uh, St. John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then the course of revelation. Now, that's John the apostle, the writer of the books. But we look here in verse 2, and he says, John the Baptist, who was in prison. So I always like to point out to people that there was John the Baptist, who was John the baptizer, who was Jesus' cousin. Uh, that's the one that leaped in his mother's womb when Elizabeth heard. Uh, Mary's voice. The Bible says that the baby leaped in her womb. So that's John the Apostle. That's, uh, I'm sorry, that's John the Baptist. That's Jesus' cousin. But here, uh, writing the books is John the Apostle, which is two different Johns. So verse 2 starts off by telling us that John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things that the Messiah was doing. So, uh, John the Baptist was in prison. For being basically an agitator. He was agitating Herod, the king. Mm-hmm. And Herod the king uh, had taken his brother's wife to be his uncle. And the Bible gives us uh, indication that John stood outside the castle or the temple every day, uh, telling John the Baptist, John, uh, telling Herod that he was wrong for what he was doing. So he was in prison, but he heard about what Jesus was doing. The Bible says, so he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we look for another? Now here go Jesus. This is what he told them in verse four. Go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. Mm-hmm. Here we go. This is what they heard and seen. The blind now got sight, the lame now can walk. The leprosies are those with leprosy are cured. The deaf can hear, the dead, the dead is raised to, to uh, life, and the good news that Ungeleon is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of him, because of Christ. So he's going, he told him to go back and tell John, well, I must be, look at all I'm doing. He gave evidence, in other words. He didn't just give an answer, he gave evidence. Look at everything that's happened. Now y'all been under the Pharisees and the scribes all this time And ain't none of that happened. Mm-hmm. So he's basically telling them to go tell John This is the Messiah that we've been looking for But he also added in verse 6 He says he added God blesses those who do not fall away Because of him So John now We I was told this one time And when I was When it was told to me, I got a little perturbed with the person who said it. Uh, Our pastor's Father in Christ, Dr. Wiggins was teaching one morning, and he made the statement that people don't want Jesus, they just want what Jesus can do for
1: them.
0: -hmm. I got a little salty about that. Well, after maturing a little bit, uh, I'm I'm coming to see that to actually be true. Mm-hmm. So, I've been saying for the last few weeks, uh, because we're seeing the great apostasy the great falling away, we, we're witnessing it right now. Uh, that as long as people, as long as me and people was getting along with it, it was cool. But as soon as uh, people Had a problem with me, they left off. Now, very, very few are going to other churches, and I respect that because that shows that your relationship is with God. But if you get mad at somebody at the church or the pastor, and you just stop going to church altogether, you know, it kind of it kind of makes you wonder was that person into you, the music, the all. You know, so it's hard to, it's hard to love God and then just decide that you don't know more. You know, the question, the, you have to actually have a burning question in your own heart. Was I really with God in the first place? And like I said, I want to reiterate, Now, those people who decide to leave uh, for whatever reason, but you go to another church and you still serve God and worship and praise God. I mean, nobody can't say nothing about that, but. Let's, let's settle in our hearts and minds. Uh, Joshua said it this way. Choose ye this day. And some of us, we have to settle in our hearts and our minds. Are we really down for God? Are we just doing what the friends doing? are doing? Are we just being pushed by peer pressure? Ooh, that might preach right there. Pushed by peer pressure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Amen. So that great, uh, he says, God blesses those who do not apostasy Do not fall away or do not depart. Then he added that last part specifically because of him.
1: Now, was he talking about, you talking about himself or was he talking about John the Baptist? He's talking about himself because I see it's written in the read. He's
0: talking about the ministry that he has is actually going to turn some people off because remember, uh, we read already or we will be reading where Jesus says, You think I came to bring peace? Mm-hmm. He said, but really, I came to be a sword because we're gonna." He, he said uh, that he, he started naming family members. He said, "The mother be against the daughter, the daughter against the mother, the son, the, the father against the son." So basically, people are gonna when when it come down to really choosing Jesus, and just not church. You're gonna start losing some people because some people are just really not in Christ, and and sometimes it ain't their fault. You know, if your name ain't in the book, you know. You come to church and sing songs and pay tithes all you want. You're not going to buy your way in. You're not going to impress. You're not going to impress God to get in. Your name had to be booked. This is a predestined book. Predestination. Your name had to be in the book from the beginning of the foundation of the world. You're not going to pay enough tithes, sing enough songs, preach enough sermons, but God's going to unseal the book, open it up, and then put your name in. Because you did so good. That's not how this works. We have been predestined. We have been preordained. To do what we're doing. Now the travesty is those whose names in the book. Preordained and predestined. And refused to come. That's the travesty. You know in one place Jesus says. Y'all believe because y'all have seen. He said but bless those who believe. And have have not seen him. He was talking about himself. So he's talking about his ministry himself. When 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 we have to go down. To where the rubber meets the road. Where's Jesus. You know. I made this statement in, in class the other day with the kids. We're not there to proselytize those kids. We're not there to turn those kids into Christians. But I'm teaching them about the God that is inside of me. Now I don't know if y'all was there when yeah, I said it. Yeah. I'm not here to teach y'all about Jesus. I'm going to do that at church. But I'm here to teach you that there's a piece of God living inside of you. Now, unlearned here would would, would someone get offended at what I'm saying. But we're not there to proselytize. We're not there to turn people into Christians. And when you start bringing up Jesus Christ you're saying let's be Christians. Well, remember now the true meaning of the First Amendment says you can't force nobody to be a religion. It don't mean you can't pray in school and in public buildings. That's not what it means. But it does mean nobody should be going around proselytizing trying to make people one religion.
1: Yes, sir. Just kind of back to what you were saying about uh. You no. Know, it's what, what people want from Jesus. And then what Jesus can you know, what Jesus do for them. And you know, he kinda of, uh, I guess the question came over me is that why was John asking or uh, sending his disciples to ask this question? I mean he was proclaiming Jesus when he first seen. Him. God himself said, This is my son who I'm well pleased. So all of a sudden, now like, you have doubt. It's like, what can Jesus do for me? I'm in jail now, can you come get me out of here? You know, it's almost like that to me. You know what I'm saying, because it ain't like he, I mean, now it's like he had a doubt. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when you first seen Jesus, like, there he go, that's him. Behold, and he's telling everybody. There's the Lamb of God. Then when he baptized him, you know, the God himself said, this is my son, who I'm well pleased. You know, you got it, You gotta verification of God. Mm-hmm. So
0: Mike is the disciple man, that what the union? Well, remember one of the major things that most of the human beings thought, and of course, with John being in his mama's womb and leaving and all that, you would almost uh, you know, like you point out, uh, how did he not know? Because I'm sure Elizabeth told him what happened when he was a kid. Well, when your cousin mama came over here and I heard her oh, voice, you jumped in my bed. I'm sure she told him that. But we also have to remember. They expected Christ to set up an earthly kingdom, and when that wasn't materializing, that's probably what some of John's uh, impatience, where, where his question came from. So
1: he was like impatient, in, maybe.
0: Not so much impatient, but they just didn't see that happen. You know, if the King gonna come set up his kingdom, he gonna come set up the kingdom. Yeah. You know, it seems like it seems, You know, we're way in chapter eleven now, so it seems like to to them, and I'm only, uh, I'm only trying to answer his question, because the scripture really don't say why, but just knowing what was going on, they expected Christ to come and set up an earthly kingdom. They wanted him to be, to take, uh, Herod's place. Matter of fact, that's why Herod sent out the decree to kill baby boys. A new king coming to set up a kingdom. Even, even he had the wrong perception of why Jesus was coming. Yes, sir. Well, if you look at, um, Luke chapter 1, verse 68 through 71. I think that Zachariah, which is John the Baptist's father, actually saying what they thought Christ was gonna do. Right. You know, Luke chapter 1, verse 68 through 71, I think it says something to the effect that this, this Messiah is gonna deliver Israel from the hands of their enemies. Right. So I'm in jail, and you're supposed to be delivering us from the hands of our enemies according to the prophecy of my father. Yeah, I'm looking for that. That's right. So it was it was they 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 were not looking at it spiritually, they were looking at it physically. But Jesus gave them evidence. That's that's the thing I like about what he said. He said, listen, you go back and tell him this, and now he has see he, Jesus never came straight out and said yes or no. He said, now go back and tell him what, what y'all see happening, and then you decide for yourself. Because most of us uh have to come to grips with and as we mature in life, we do come to grips with, I always I like to say this. If it walked like a duck, and it quacked like a duck, you know what that is to me? <laughs> a duck. That's a duck. Yeah. And there's a lot of things on this earth right now that we, that's going on, but we don't want to call things what they are. Now, I'm going to use this for example real we, quick. We've been dealing with the kids. Well, we got people saying things like, oh, the kid's not bad. They just misdirected." Oh, the children are not bad. They're this and they're that. That is some political, that's some political redness BS. Because that's, you, matter of fact, they're worse than bad. If you going around shooting in the crowds and you don't care who you hit, that's not misdirection. That's demonic. Mm-hmm. We, we got the kids cursing. I've heard two stories from two different people today in two different arenas that they saw. Daughters. This was daughters. Cuz they mom, mom got fist fights with them. This was teenage girls got fist fights with them in a public place. And we want to sit up here with this politically correct jargon. Oh, they not bad. They're just this. No, they full of the devil. <laughs> now, is it their fault? A child. A student. A subordinate can only be as good as the person that's teaching you. You can only be as good as the person that's teaching you. So, we live in such a culture to where we, it's like we can't tell the truth about what's going on right before our face. Man, just be honest about what's happening. We live in a degraded society. Now, if we don't say anything about the children, Take the blame from them because it's not their fault. They are not raising themselves.
1: Nobody want to own that anymore. Yeah.
0: say that? And the one who wants to own anything anymore. Nobody want to own nothing anymore. you that's right, You're not to them. That's right. That's right. So I would, uh, I, you know, not, not to try to offend nobody, but you know, we don't have to use the word bad. I've I been telling, matter of fact, I ain't been telling them they bad. I've been telling them they demonic. Because if you can kill somebody and, and, and not have no kind of feelings about it, the only thing you can do is pull it your phone out and put it on Instagram. Because you just shot somebody or somebody that got shot or jumped and beat up and all you can do is put it on Instagram. Well, just look here, watch this. Just like see how Jesus just gave the evidence? Yeah. I'm giving evidence. Now you come to the conclusion of what's wrong with it. Amen. Amen. All right, somebody start picking up right at verse 7 and start reading. we in Matthew chapter 11. Uh, we at verse 7
1: amen as john's disciples was leaving jesus began to speak to the crowds about john where did you go out into the wilderness to see what did you go out to the wilderness and see a reed swinging in the wind otherwise what did you go out to see a man dressed in fine clothes look those who wear fine clothes are found in king's palaces what did what then did you go out to see a prophet yes i tell you and more than a prophet this is the this is the one about whom it is written behold i will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you truly i tell you among those born of women there has risen no one greater than john the baptist yet even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violence and the violence lay claim to it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, until John and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Mm-hmm. He is the Elijah who was to come. And
0: if you So John's disciples was leaving and Jesus now talking to the crowd. What kind of man did you come to see? Did you just come out here to
1: see just anybody in other words? The first thing, did you just come to see just anybody? <laughs>
0: what kind of man did you come out to the wilderness to see? Uh, was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? With an, to, to an answer to that question that I would call just what? Yeah. Yeah. We gather in crowds to go see I'm not going to try to name nobody, but y'all know what I'm talking about. we gather in crowds, big crowds. Crowds are so big, they start to smash each other. You know, we can gather a crowd for that. We can gather a crowd for the crawfish ball. We can gather a crowd for everything that's going on. Matter of fact, you know, the thing that really, kind of get me sometimes, especially with us worshiping on Sabbath, is that you got people that will not come serve God, after church if there's an event going on they'll meet they meet you there now you ain't had time to come to church but you earned it to the crawfish ball <laughs> Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes what that's the same answer in this culture for me he says no people with expensive clothes are, uh no the people in expensive clothes are in palaces So he says, were you looking for a prophet? Uh oh, we're getting close now. He said yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer to to say, look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way before you. Of course, we know that's exactly what happened with John the Baptist. That was John the Baptist's calling. That was his job, was to prepare the way before Jesus came now that right there is an indication of how god works he could have he could have just sent jesus Mm -hmm. but he sent a forerunner. in other words there's always going to be warning
1: before destruction
0: destruction. yeah god 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 always gives a preview
1: watch this what is the old testament the old testament of sins of itself is what a foreshadow of things to come
0: see that's a preview he gave us a preview for what was coming we we living in such uh times right now, this is a preview. Yeah. This is a preview for what's coming. Now, unlearned people, un- un- ungodly people, they waiting for the world to go back to normal. Isn't it? How many of y'all in this room know that ain't happening?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We ain't going back to the way things used to be. And go to the grocery store and the gas station and you know. <laughs> no greed has taken over. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. find out they can yeah. just do whatever they want to do with the prices and nobody don't say nothing. You know why? Because on the couch, all of us riches all outdoors. Cause they nobody stopped going to ATV two times a week and they nobody stopped getting their gas two times a week. So they raising the prices cause they know we got more money than who we know what to do with. And they won't. And who is they? Rothschild and Rockefeller, we'll call them out by name. And, and 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 they got some subordinates that's working right up under. Them. Man, Let man. me tell you something I learned about money. When you get something, you know what? You're gonna own some money. Or oh, if I ever get a million one day, you know what you're gonna do when you when you get a 1000000 Want some more?
1: Yeah. You
0: know what's gonna happen when you get two?
1: You three.
0: four. Because yeah. it ain't gonna still it ain't gonna keep going up one by one. You're gonna start putting an exponent on that thing. Because money breeds grief. Money money makes you want more money. Unless you're a dummy who just like to gamble and keep playing
1: it back. Gotta so, be careful not to worship it, though. Huh? We gotta be careful not to make that money our God, though. That's right. That's
0: right. No matter, and that's the thing with it. That's the, what you just said is what I'm saying. The more you get, the more you want. In other words, you'll get a mess around and become your God. That's right. He's saying the same thing. So he says in verse eleven, "I tell you the truth, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist." Eh, I kind of wonder why they put a period there. Let, let's read the next sentence. Yet yeah, even the least, let me see if a period is in the King James. New verse today.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of Yeah, a period is in the King James too. He says, "I tell you the truth." Of all who ever lived, none was greater than John the Baptist, period. But then he comes back and he adds to that thought. He says, yet, yeah, even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Is. So up until that time, John, now he couldn't join the Baptist before he said John the Baptist was calling him Moses. Elijah. Watch this thing. David. Who you said? Abraham. Abraham. I mean, that's what he said if we read this correctly. But look at what he said. When the new covenant came, though, y'all better than him. Why? What makes us. What, what, now, he says that there's nobody born. Uh, let me see how the King James reads. Born among women, of women, there hath not risen a greater one than John the Baptist. He says, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. How? How are we greater than the greatest man ever lived? Because we have what living inside of us? Actually, we have who living inside of us?
1: Jesus Christ. Because
0: remember, the Old Testament, they can, they can be endowed with his power, but the power didn't live inside of them. Remember, Samson had to keep calling on the power yeah. to break with you. the Philistines are upon you. And the Holy Spirit would go upon him. But now, in the new covenant, in the new dispensation, Jesus said that when I leave, I'm going to pray to the Father that he send paraclete, another just like me. And, and he says, not only will he be with you, he will also do what? Be in, in you. So that's what makes us at a higher caliber and even join the Baptist, Because we got the Holy Spirit of God, which is a piece of God living inside of us. Leading, directing, teaching, comforting. Uh, what's another name for the Holy Spirit? He's, he's our lead, Our God, our teacher, our comforter. What's what's another one? The Bible says He's our what? Uh, The anointing. Uh, bad The Holy Spirit. That's right. He's our anointing. Yes, sir. Well, I I think in Luke chapter one, uh, the Spirit. John the Baptist had the Spirit too. But when I'm looking at this, yet He was the least in the kingdom of heaven is great than He. You know. Uh, what is first it's first 15, uh, <laughs> you, so you got, uh... You know, you get glorified by this everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven. Right. So even the least, you know, in the kingdom of heaven will be greater than John the Baptist, you know, because he, you know, he's a born man and he will be like the angel. No. Right. So we have something that the Old Testament saints didn't have. We have a piece of God living inside of us. Amen. Verse 12, he says, and from, and from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forceful. I'm reading from the New Living Translation now, has been forcefully advancing. For, and, and of course, in the King James, it says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence this one says that uh they have been forcefully advancing now what is he talking about during his time remember when john wrote this uh john i'm uh, sorry matthew wrote his gospel what about uh, 40 50s late 50s early 50s mm-hmm. 80 50 something so we look at what was going on in the culture there. who was it who was it? We see Herod was in charge, but what was going on in the culture? That was in the that was under Roman. Um, it was under the Roman rule. It so, was a Roman providence.
1: So they couldn't, but they didn't believe in the coming of Jesus.
0: Well, and to put it bluntly, they were under the severe persecution. Right. The church and Christians was under severe persecution. So this is what he's talking about here. He says the kingdom of heaven is suffering violence. And the violent has taken by force. I'm gonna read it from the NLT. It says, uh, "The kingdom of heaven has uh, until now. The kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking. Violent people are attacking. Do you know that's what we're living through right now? Mm-hmm. You see, this is why I'm telling the kids: there's only two forces at work on earth. God and the devil, good and evil and right and wrong. That's the only two true forces that's working on earth. And if, and then I, I pulled up yesterday uh, at Pat. I pulled up uh, John 10 and 10. And John 10 and 10 says what?
1: Be still, know that I am God. The enemy came to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy.
0: So I pointed out to them, if you kill and stealing and destroying, who team you on? Because once again, people don't like to claim stuff. We like to do stuff and say a lot of stuff, but you know that ain't how you really live. So, I mean, this is just. Some people just can't stand the way I teach. It's two point one. You know, let's, let's 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 tiptoe around the subject, Pastor. You know, you gotta you gotta be a little no. It, 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 this this is not maintenance ministry, y'all. Anyway, this is end time ministry we got into. It. And in end time ministry, you gotta be telling the people about what's coming. You know, sometimes you read posts on Facebook, and you know it'd be a general post to everybody, I guess. But sometimes you feel like it's it's directed toward you. You know, and and, and, and the post was like, instead of instead of uh, trying to get the people with fear, let's get them with love. Well, if you call teaching Revelation fear, that let me know why y'all not teaching it. So. The church don't even know what's coming around the corner. We gonna walk around the corner, singing "Amazing Grace," and you gonna be you gonna meet the, the beast, the dragon, and the beast and the false prophet, and they gonna have a six 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 waiting for you to stamp on your forehead, and you are gonna be the rodent, cause everybody gonna be to love you so much, you are not gonna know evil when you see it.
1: Bro. What you said the other, class, uh, the other day in class, it's basically the devil throwing out a trap, but like. The Jack said it ain't a trap if you if you see it. So the, the the Bible is telling us is warning us of the trap, and you know everybody wants the, the 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 gushy gushy message, but the devil just having a field day. Just like I said the other day, the devil hitting hard every day.
0: And we have a church once a week, evangelism once a month. You know we got our stuff on schedule. Let me tell you a true story. My grandfather, my grandfather was the guy who rode around in the evening. Remember when we were kids and the guy in the little blue car would ride around the schools and check the schools? Remember that? That was my grandfather. Well, my girl, they lived right across the street from the bus barn, remember where Smith And she said they would sit on the porch and watch my grandfather drive by the bus barn and check it out, but the guys who was getting ready to break into the bus barn, they were it. Because every day, he would make his rounds at the same time. So if the devil know, we just going to holler at Jesus on Saturday and Sunday.
1: he you get us on Monday. <laughs> and
0: then uh, go on evangelism on the 5th Sabbath only. Well, he'll take them days off just to let us have our little garden. Really, is it logical that we see we have all these problems, but we're going to keep trying to address the problem in the same way? What they say say insanity is. Insanity is is keep doing stuff the same way the the different different
1: results.
0: Let me go. Let's go. Amen. Verse 13 it says, For John came all, for before John came, All the prophets and the laws of Moses look forward to this present day. You show right. And if you are willing to accept what I say, he is Elijah, the prophet, uh, the prophet said would come. And when you look at John the Baptist, how he's described, and then you go back and you look at how uh, Elijah was described, they were described the same way. They lived in the wilderness, they wore. Animals clothing, camel skin in the wilderness, and they ate honey and loaves, mm-hmm. And they preached the word of God. So Jesus is saying, I pointed out to y'all, this guy's kept, this is the same guy. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Once again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. In the King James it says, And he that hath ears, let him hear. In other words, y'all. We, uh, got to really discern what Christ is saying. We really have to discern the time that we live in. Amen. Verse 16, somebody start at 16 and start reading for To what can I prepare this generation? Oh, boy. They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge or a sad song, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He, he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say,
1: Look okay. at this sweating so and drunken, the friend of the tax collectors and, and sinners. Wisdom is <coughs> by her
0: actions. By her. The NLT says, But wisdom is shown to be right by its results. In other words, look at the evidence. Let me read it again. Wisdom is shown by, wisdom is shown to be right by its results. That's verse 19, let me read that out of King 10. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine a friend of coming to the Center. But wisdom is justified by her children. In other words, you see the evidence. I know just how you're raising KO, Casey, and KJ. When I see them, I can tell you what's going on on 17. Look at the children, in other words. So, look, let, come on, let's, let's start how he said that at the beginning. Verse 16. What can, can't you see Jesus doing this? Let me see. <laughs> what can I compare this generation to? Oh, it's like a bunch of whining kids that just that, wild, whine, whine for everybody to pay attention to this. I don't have my glasses today. I want my shades over here. Why, why? Oh look, man, oh Lord. This is just the truth, y'all. I ain't trying to knock no. But this is just the truth. Look at me. Look at me. Selfie, 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 selfie. Look at me. Look at me. soon as they don't get their way. Why, 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 I won't, I won't. You can't get them to do nothing if you don't give them what they want these days. Let me tell you something. I said this just another day. I'm gonna say it again. In our generation, the more you whine, you show what you're gonna get. It. Mm-hmm. The best thing for you to do is sit back there and be quiet, and mom and dad might change their mind and give you what you want. But you start whining and acting like an inbreak, you show sure ain't getting. But these days, I'm glad I ain't raising little children in these days. Matter of fact, my kids would be just like they are not, because I'm not scared of this society and this culture about disciplining children and all that. And every young child, specifically boys, especially boys, <coughs> some kind of pressure put on you. A diamond is made from gold by squeezing it under pressure. Gold is purified by turning up the heat. So, I know how to raise kids. But this this soft passive little thing we got going on, that ain't how you do it, yo. That's why they shooting up the schools because somebody told them no and they couldn't have it way. Mm-hmm. That's why they shooting up everything. Fighting and, 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 and just, just going... They just out of control because we have terrible parenting styles these days. Terrible. It's not the children. We have terrible parenting styles. <coughs> it's okay for your children to cry. Ain't nothing wrong with a little crying and tell me to make good sisters out of them. Expand their lungs. Tell them no. They need to understand what the word no means. But that's what Jesus is talking about in this passage. I'm not off topic. He said, what can I compare this generation to? It's like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends. We played web songs for you and you didn't even dance, and we even tried to play funeral songs for you and you still didn't react. way whang wing. Then he said John spent his time eating and drinking, and you say he, possess- he possessed with a beat. Well the son of Anne, on the other hand, he came feasting, uh he came feasting and drinking. And you say that he's gluttony in the drunk. In other words, come on, make up your mind. One came doing this, you wasn't happy. The other came doing this, you ain't happy. Make up your mind. He said, the proof in the pudding, though. No. The proof in the pudding, that's right. That last point, he said, but wisdom is shown by right, the right, the, uh, the, by right, right by its, its results. In other words, when you see something, okay, let me, let me think where the scripture is. Let's go to James chapter 1. Let's go to James chapter 1. You can always tell. Just look at the results of the thing. Let me see if this scripture fits in. Let me see if this fits. (coughs) He says in verse 12, 13 maybe. Verse thirteen, James chapter one, verse thirteen. And remember, when you are being tempted to do well, when you are being tempted, do not say, "God is tempting me." God is never tempted to do wrong, and He never tempts anyone else. Verse fourteen, temptation comes when. Now watch this process. In other words, what I'm showing you is how you find the results out of something. Temptation comes from our own desires. Mm which entice us and drag us away. These desires birth to sinful actions. And when sin has been allowed to grow, it brings forth death. In other words, he's showing us a process. But watch this. Remember we used to say all the time, just stay consistent because you don't know if you're committed to the end. Amen. Because watch this. When I was saying that, didn't we have a lot of people that was here? Yeah. But
1: look,
0: they're here now. They was, they was not consistent day by day, which means here now we're here on a day, they wasn't committed. Now the ones that's going to other churches, I ain't got nothing to say about that. But I'm talking about the ones who decided for whatever reason, I don't love God no more, I don't love Christ no more. They may be mad at that church or disappointed me, so I don't love God no more. you got to stay consistent, consistent, consistency plus consistency equals what? Commitment committed. So anybody right now who's saying they committed, we don't know if you committed till we get to the end. Just stay consistent. Fair enough? Amen. Amen. So, uh, what, verse 20? Yeah. Somebody start reading that 20 for Then Jesus began to denounce the season which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not uh, woe to you, O cherubim, uh, woe to you, Bethsaida, for the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon. They would have repented long ago and sackcloth the ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. Tyre and Sidon, but the cities of Israel, they were cities of uh, Galilee, on the northwestern border of uh, the northern kingdom by the Mediterranean Sea, mm-hmm. Gentiles. And you, Capernaum, and Capernaum, that's, that's close by where he was at Luke chapter four when he went to the synagogue, mm-hmm. come to Nazareth and make Capernaum, that's in the northern kingdom. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Mm-hmm. For if the miracles that were performed in you would have been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to day. <laughs> but I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. So he, he denounced the Israelite times telling them about to, to the Gentiles, they would accept it. That's crazy. He said Sodom is going to fare better at the day of judgment than his own habits. Uh let me just make a few little comments real quick. Actually, I think I'm gonna concise uh, I'm gonna make one concise comment right here on this. It's a sad tragedy that the church is with turned a bunch of puffballs. balls. I mean, because we sit there reading this word by word. (coughs) You know, that's the danger. That's the danger sometimes in somebody teaching, and then they close their book and start talking. It's, It's very proven that we read this stuff word for word. Because, now I don't know about you, but have you seen a lot of stuff about hell and... Jesus basically being disappointed in the people.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I tripping? Mm-hmm.
0: that isn't that, that <clears throat> is not thats not that what yeah. so you see? Yeah. I mean he really going off all of these people. He's talking about violent people, taking taking it by force now he's talking about spoiled kids and he's using children now you do know that's an example he says verse 16 he says what can i compare this generation to he's making a comparison he's really not talking to children he's telling israel y'all acting like children you catch that mm-hmm. he says what can i compare you to then over here he's talking about uh what verse 23 says and and you people of Capernaum, or Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? That's a question, he says, "No, you will go down to the place of the dead." Well, in, in the King James, he calls the place of the dead what do you call it? Uh, hell. he calls it, hell. He uses the word hell. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, they would have changed. He say, "Look." And the NLT says they would still be here today. In other words, they would have got burned up with fire and brimstone. The people in Sodom, he said, he's using the comparison. The people in Sodom would have listened better than y'all would listen. Remember last week we read? He said he wept because he wept for Israel because he's right there with them right now, and they don't even realize they got the Son of God right there with them, right, right, right there. Don't even realize. And of course, you bring that up to
1: today's time. We don't realize and it now either. You
0: could, you could really have a true man or a true woman of God right there in your midst, trying to, trying to tell you what the Bible is saying.
1: And they turn their ear. I don't like to tell you, you know better. That's exactly what he's saying, though. Like, uh, no, you have say you adopt uh, a kid and you raise a kid and you kid, and mm-hmm. the one you raise. All the rules in the house. Now both of them get in trouble. You know, the one that's adopted, you might not spank him. But your child, is gonna wear out, but they should know better. You should know better,
0: cause we you gotta text. remember. The Old Testament was telling them about the Messiah. They read about it, they loved it, they prayed about it, they went to the Wailing Wall, they went to uh, Jerusalem three times a year. They did all that. They kept Passover. Feast of unleavened bread, Sukkot. I mean, they kept all that. They did all that. They they knew the Messiah was coming. Uh, 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 Isaiah said, in Isaiah seven fourteen, that unto us a son is born and a virgin gonna conceive. I mean, they got they got they got it all back here in the Old Testament when he came. They didn't realize. So back to that question John asked at the that beginning of chapter eleven. Go see if that's really the Messiah. Jesus said, you see what's happening? The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf can hear, the dead is raised. He's preaching nothing of the good news. Well, sure, that's him. Right in your midst and don't even realize it. Amen. Amen. Somebody start reading that verse 25 or something. At that time, Jesus declared, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise, hidden these things from the wise, and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son those to whom the Son chooses to reveal to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Yes. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I, I am, gentle
1: am gentle and humble in heart. heart and
0: you and will find rest in your souls, for my I yoke is easy and, and my burden is light. We, we have a little pride here about Jesus we see, first of all, in verse 25. The New Living Translation actually said at that time Jesus prayed this prayer. The uh, King James says at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven. So we see another prayer that Christ is, is doing to the Father. Yes, Father, verse 26, yes, Father, it pleases you to do it this way. And that's what we got to come to grips with. God doing it his way. Amen. We want God to do it our way. Um, watch this. We want to do it our way and won't want God to co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Verse 27 says, My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father. No one truly knows the Father except the Son. And those whom the Son chose to reveal him to. Hmm. Verse 28, he says that Jesus said, come to me all ye who labor and who are heavy laden. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find him go, You shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, he's not talking about in by and by. He's not saying, uh, after I come, you know, he's not—he's not talking about the thousand-year millennial reign, and he's not talking about when to do heaven and the New Earth He's talking about come unto Him right now, all of us that's trying to deal with this life we have to deal with on this earth. All of those of us who, are, who labor and are heavy laden He says that I will give you what rest. rest in the middle of all of this. There is rest for the people of God. Believe it or not. <coughs> And that's something that men, uh, they teach, Minister Brown, keeps pointing out on the Sunday program of Revelation. And, and the reason we keep pointing it out is because so many people feel that Revelation is so scary that they can't handle it at all. Wow. You would be amazed at how many people do not touch Revelation. And I'm talking about the pastors and preachers. They don't deal with it. Because they feel like, when they read Revelation, they feel like what that Facebook post said Oh, you're trying to scare people into it instead of just loving them into it. So if that's the way you look at reading Revelation, like, we, well, I'm not trying to scare nobody into nothing because anybody who name in a book that accepts Christ, it don't even apply to them. So I'm not using that. Now, in chapter 9, in Revelation 9, 20 and 21, I do use that one to kind of show you, look, man, God is reaching out, and he, and he ain't going to stop. God is... All those calamities in Revelation, even the ones we've gone through now, I understand those are to turn, first of all, to turn the church into action and to bring God's people to Him. These calamities that we see in Revelation, all the darkening of the sky, all the water turning bitter, all of the uh, stars falling from their place. All of those things are not to damage and destroy. All of those things are used that we would run to God. That's what they, let's go there right now. Let's go there real quick. Revelation 9, uh, let's look at 20 and 21. Revelation 9, 20 and 21. Somebody stand and read that stuff. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Now the rest of mankind Who were not killed by these plagues Still did not repent Of the works of their hands Damn. So you catch it at
0: time Yeah All of the people That didn't from the plagues They
1: still didn't repent
0: In other words That must be why God sent the plagues To get them to repent Because he's surprised that they did
1: And he did it with us too There
0: and, you go and they did not repent of their evil deeds and do what turn to god why because that's the reason he said all of that was to turn the people's hearts back to him now it's hard to make people understand that in this good in the world we live in because we live in a world that says if you like me you give me stuff you only make me happy if you love me that's the world we live in anybody anybody that do us anything you don't like at Oh. We just can't take it, but God is doing all this so we would turn back to Him, not so that we would run from Him. Now we read the part the other day. They finally, they finally. I'm looking for it in chapter 11. It says that they, they finally, the Bible says they glorified God. But look at all he had to do to get him to glorify him. Hmm. Oh, I can't find it right now. But by the time we get to chapter 11, it says that, oh, here we go. Let's look at verse 13. At at the same time, there was a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of the city. 7,000 people died. The earthquake and everyone else was terrified and then they finally did what?
1: Gave glory to God in heaven.
0: I mean, he said calamity after calamity after calamity. But they had to see this last destruction. And then they find, it finally says that they gave God glory in heaven. Now, yeah. then when Nate T. pointed out to me, Sunday was he said, Pastor, you're you still making an assumption. you still assuming that because they glorified God that they turned to him. And I do I do believe that the presumption that I'm making is right. But he just wanted to point that out to me. It said they glorified God. It didn't say they turned to him. But I kind of took it as glorified and was turning to. Yes, you understand know what I'm saying? But the whole point I'm showing you this is all these calamities and all these bad things that's happening on earth, that's to run us to God. And but watch this, what most people do, doing. Run. Even in church houses. Even huh? pastor, some pastors, what they do? What they doing? doing? Running towards the world. They're still doing the same thing they were doing before Corona. Yeah. And not only are we dealing with social violence, we're dealing with racial division. I'm telling everybody now, nobody don't want to talk about it but we got a, a gender war going on in this nation, I think it's over the whole world, where man and woman really fighting against each other. Remember? Nobody don't really talk about it,
1: but we got a gender war going
0: on. I think the Holy Spirit told me this today. When the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars, it ain't just talking about armies, it's talking about us having wars in our own house.
1: Dissension between one and another.
0: Yeah, the man, Daddy and granddaddy left us a terrible legacy. And now our wives and our women and children don't trust us, don't want to hear nothing we gotta say. And I ain't gonna really blame it all on daddy and granddaddy, because some of it we did to ourselves, tell the truth. But now we're in a position to where we listen, we live in homes where for the most part, and I'm not saying every home, but we got a, a whole lot of homes, Christian homes, where the folk really don't even love each other. I can't afford to go buy another house, so I got to stay here with you. You go in your room and sew it and do whatever you do. You go in your room and play the game, watch the game, whatever you do. And, and we'll talk about the kids, but it's time to get the kids together. But other than that, leave me alone. Amen. Amen. So read the Bible for what it was meant to be read from. This ain't no bedtime story. Amen. This book is telling us we got we got a few. Uh, I ain't gonna put no time on it because I don't know when Jesus is coming. But we, we got some time to get right. God is giving us time to get right. You know what I you know what I, I, I love about this? He he says that he's given. Not until uh, seven o'clock. I gotta stop.